Welcome to the O'Reilly Podcast. I'm Courtney Allen. I'm here today with Stephen Gates, Edge Security Evangelist with Oracle Dine. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, good day, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. We saw a huge increase in malicious bot traffic in 2017, a trend we expect to continue throughout 2018. What's driving the proliferation of malicious bots? Well, Courtney, it's very interesting, right? One of the things that's driving the proliferation is really the results of the Mirai malware. Now, Mirai was a piece of malware that was released back in September of 2016, and it was released you know, openly on the internet by hackers. Now, Mirai used a list of default usernames and passwords for video cameras and routers and cable modems, and it was really designed just to take them over. But Mirai was really not that sophisticated by itself, but it had, it had these worm-like properties that self-propagated the, uh, the infection elsewhere. So each infected device had the ability of scanning the internet to find similar devices and subsequently infecting uh, other devices out there as well. So the thing that's really interesting about Mirai is, is that many hackers observed that they could do the same and almost became copycats. So it's kind of like the cat's been you know, let out of the bag or it's kind of like Pandora's box has been opened. So we've already seen that Reaper and Satori and Okiru botnets use very similar techniques as Mirai to spread that malware. Now, today you really don't need a list of usernames and passwords, right? Instead, hackers are finding vulnerabilities in software. Now, what a vulnerability is, Courtney, it's really basically broken software, right? And so hackers write exploits that take advantage of this broken software. And so today what they're doing is they're scanning the internet, finding these devices, and then they're exploiting the various vulnerabilities in the underlying software that these devices are running. And today we know that there's just tons and tons of devices out there, especially consumer IoT is a great example. And many of these devices have insufficient or non-existent security. Also, the volume of attack traffic that these devices can generate is a huge differentiator because many of these devices have got access to, you know, they're pretty sizable CPUs and they've got access to a lot of bandwidth. So on record today, we're seeing DDoS attacks being launched by these botnets in ex- excess of 1.5 terabits per second. I mean, that's enough traffic to take a small country offline. Wow, that's terrifying. It is, it is. So we know these malicious bots are growing. What threats do they pose? Well, these bots can launch much more than just DDoS attacks, right? So think about this, right? In, in the old days, you know, a hacker would be sitting behind his, his or her computer, you know, in some room, and they would be hacking some individual site. Well, today they're using bots to do the exact same thing. But these bots, they never get tired. They work 24 by 7 by 365, and they can continue to do all kinds of things like pre-attack scans. They can post comment spam. Today, we're seeing them exploiting application vulnerabilities and even executing remote code execution, right, and launching password guessing hacks as well. But it goes way beyond that. Today, they're also committing fraud by credential stuffing, and they repetitively are making and canceling purchases. They can can hold and consume your inventory, but they're also being blamed for scraping sites and stealing information, and they're causing application and API outages. And at the end of the day, Courtney, all it does is impact your customer's experience. It causes commercial losses and also increased bandwidth costs and increased CPU costs as well. You know, organizations are often challenged why with why why is so much bandwidth being consumed and why of all the CPU being consumed, but our sales are not going up, you know, proportionally, right? And a lot of it can be attributed to these malicious bots that are causing all kinds of havoc. 
Now, also, another thing that most people don't realize is we got to have good bots today, like Google bots and Yahoo bots, and they must be allowed for you know search engine optimization. But today, organizations need to have some kind of sophisticated tools that can help differentiate between the bad bots and the good ones. Now, as a result, the real risk to individual businesses is just growing exponentially. And we also have observed these bots actually attacking some of our own customers, attacking them oftentimes with you know remote uh, exploits of these system vulnerabilities. And that these attacks can lead to, you know, exposing private data. And, you know, like, again, the botnets can launch these DDoS attacks of unprecedented sizes. Can you tell us more about the denial of service outages attributed to these bots? What new attack vectors are they utilizing? Well, Courtney, today these bots can change attack vectors on the fly. And most people don't realize when the original variant of Mirai was released, it was already pre-packaged and pre-bundled with a bunch of different types of DDoS attacks. Some of them were volumetric attacks. Some of them were low and slow application layer attacks. And the cool part about this is, at least from the hacker's perspective, is, is that they have remote control over these bots. And so they can launch volumetric attacks against this, you know, this entity, low and slow layer seven attacks against this entity. And then they can change very, very rapidly. And so, again, they also are using many uh, infected devices that are not monitored that closely. And again, these devices have got access to a lot of CPU, lots of bandwidth. Now, the other thing we're observing, too, is attackers are often launching these very bursty types of attacks, right? They're very, very short in duration. They're pretty sizable, but they're very short in duration. And this just melts down, you know, anti-DDoS technologies, right? Because they're, you know, all of a sudden you're like blocking an attack and then the attack stops you're blocking it, then it stops. And it just simply makes some of these uh, defenses completely unusable to defeat these types of attacks. Plus, there's a new reflective uh, DDoS attack vectors that are being discovered on, on a daily basis, right? And these reflective DDoS attacks, really what this means, and this just came about within the last several years. And so attackers are taking advantage of open devices that are on the internet for like, example, like DNS and, and simple service discovery protocol. And they just uh, observed a, a new one using memcached, right? And what it is basically is, is that very, very small numbers of bots inside of a botnet can actually bounce their attack off of these different devices out there, and it creates an amplification factor with regards to the attack traffic that we've never seen anything like this before. This memcached, this UDP-reflected amplified type of DDoS attack, can actually, it's got, um, it's got these amplification factors of 10,000 to 50,000 times the size of the request. And at the end of the day, again, what it really means is that a really small number of bots in a botnet can actually launch multi-terabit attacks using these types of attack vectors. So we know these bots can pose complex and significantly more powerful attacks than in the past. How can organizations manage the risks that these bots pose? Well, first, they need to be aware of this problem, right, and understand that a large portion of the traffic coming to their sites and applications are not from humans. They're actually coming from bots. And you have to have a way of characterizing the good and bad bot behaviors. Now, organizations today need to implement defenses that use some sort of bot challenges to identify bot versus human, eliminate the bad bots, allow the good bots, and obviously allow the humans behind the machines because they're the ones that are actually doing business with you. For example, we have 
deployed solutions for airlines and rental car companies and other travel sites that were being bombarded by bots making bogus reservations, then canceling the reservations 24 hours, uh, you know, after after the purchase or after the actual reservation was actually scheduled. Now, this is causing huge losses for many of these companies. Now, we also helped an organization that's providing directory services where their website was being scraped by their competitors using these malicious bots. And what they were doing is they were stealing all of this information. Now, one thing we've been using for many, many years is CAPTCHA, right? The CAPTCHA challenge. You know, that's the annoying little challenge where you got to figure out the street signs or the cars or whatever. And what we're realizing today is that there are warehouses around the world where human workers are solving CAPTCHA challenges for the hackers and often for less than a penny for each challenge solved. So CAPTCHA is simply no longer enough to actually solve this bot problem. And also organizations today, it's simply put, you've got to develop a DDoS incident response plan that includes detection and mitigation of these bot-driven DDoS attacks. And that includes cloud-based defenses for the volumetric attacks and most likely web application firewalls for the low and slow attacks. Without having a DDoS response plan in place, you are just a sitting duck and waiting for one of these attacks to take your organization offline. This is clearly a rapidly evolving landscape. What should organizations be doing now to prepare for the increasingly sophisticated malicious bots of the future? Well, Courtney, you're absolutely right. The landscape is changing rapidly. And today, organizations need to really begin to embrace AI and supervised machine learning approaches that can detect and defeat these advanced bots and their attacks. Now, supervised machine learning is actually a subset of artificial intelligence, and it's really not designed to replace humans. It's all about equipping humans with machines that can actually learn. And so the machines need the human's help. And the more an AI-enabled device is trained, the more powerful it can become to detect and and mitigate these attacks. And finally, businesses need to focus on hiring security intelligence analysts, right? This is almost like a a new field, right, where these experts are needed to analyze the specific anomalies that are being flagged by these AI-driven cybersecurities. Plus, these skills will be in very, very high demand in the very near future. And so I always tell people a great recommendation for a career choice is to get get into the security intelligence analyst uh, side of the operation because it will allow you to actually work with these AI and supervised machine learning uh, solutions to actually defeat these, uh, these advanced bot attacks we're going to be seeing in the future as well. Great advice. Thank you so much for joining me today on the O'Reilly Podcast, Stephen. Well, my pleasure. And thanks, everybody, uh, for joining as well.